Welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games. I'm Nora. I'm joined by Molly. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Uh, better than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is for sure. So I had the novel coronavirus. It's not fun. No, it's not. It's not a good time. Um... Me, Autumn, and my grandmother were the only ones who caught it, and I think we're all doing okay now. That's kind of incredible that it was your grandma, and then you two, and nobody else. Yeah, we were very lucky. Well, I guess we were careful. (laughs) Yes, very careful is good. Um, Well, uh, what have you been playing, other than Prince of Persia? Um, I, Jesus Christ, when did we do this podcast last? What was the last game we covered, even? Um, January. That's a month, not a game. Uh, M was here. Pentiment. M was here. Pentiment, right, yes. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of cool stuff since playing (laughs) Pentiment, probably. Uh, currently I am mostly playing Wild Hearts. It is a, uh, Monster Hunter type of game, um, where it's a little more, you, so one of the, like, main mechanics of Monster Hunter to me, um, the, you are either killing the monster or you're capturing it, right? And then there's a lot of inventory management too, in, in terms of, like, Making sure you have enough potions on you. If you have the traps you need to fight the monsters that you want to fight. If you have any special items that are good against flying monsters, etc., etc. Um, Wild Hearts decides, fuck all that. You could pick up the healing item off the ground uh, on the maps you fight on. Um, you're not crafting anything except little building materials. So... Uh, they changed out like the inventory management part for like... You can build crates that you can stack together and build a wall. So if a monster charges at you, they'll run into the wall and then they'll bounce off of it and you'll have an opportunity to attack more. Um, Things like that. So there's one that's like a spring that'll like give you more iframes when you're dodging with it and stuff. Um, So they've mostly traded out like inventory complexity for a little more mechanical complexity that you don't actually have to interact with that much. There's some of it that helps a lot. Um, in terms of, like, flying monsters and stuff, because those are always the worst to fight. You gotta knock them back down before you can hit them, because almost everything in these games is a melee weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a great time. It's harder than the average... The la- I've only played two Monster Hunters, World and Rise. It's harder than, um, those two, or at least I'm eating shit more. And part of that is because I'm playing a weapon with a parry on it. So, um, if you're not yeah. good at it, you eat a lot of shit. And it turns out to get good at it, you have to eat a lot of shit first. So, 
Um, I've been eating a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm breaking the eggs to make the omelets. Um, But it's really fun. The eggs are you. And I'm the eggs, yes. I'm I'm getting myself destroyed by Big Monster to learn how to parry it. um, So no other monster could hurt me ever again. Um, that being said, I'm just having a good time with it. It's, uh, it's a little, the upgrade stuff is kind of cool. You can always get a refund on the weapons you make and they'll give you the monster parts back too, which is very mm-hmm. uncommon. I've, I haven't seen that before and that's kind of neat. So you can kind of try stuff out. Um, it does seem like you on average have to fight each monster more to get like an armor piece or something like that. Um, but it works out. You end up fighting the same monsters a lot in Monster Hunter anyway, just because. So it's not that different from Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot less, like, side quest activities in Wild Hearts that aren't just kill this monster. Um, you'll, you can't capture monsters in Wild Hearts versus Monster Hunter where you can. Um, and capturing monsters in Monster Hunter kind of eliminates part of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um where Wild Hearts will just force you to do the damn thing. Uh, but you don't have to, like, carve the big monster up afterward to get your random drops. It just kind of shows you what you get, which is nice. Just a nice little, you know, there's no point for me pressing this button, like, four times to get the items. You could just give me the items, you know? It reminds me of in um, that Conan uh, survival game. There's, like... Any kind of attack will basically, like, dispose of the corpse in front of you. But then there are certain tools where, like, if you hit the corpse with a hatchet or, like, a a one specific, like, axe-like thing, oh, you'll drop a lot more meat. Whereas if you hit it with, like, a skinning knife, then you'll get a lot more fur. Right, of course. Just, like, depending on what tool you use, you'll get different amounts of the different resources. And it's just the, the same, like stab and swipe with all of them it's just funny to to watch it you just have to hit the button a couple times and the the corpse just kind of ragdolls in front of you while you yeah. smack it <laughs> yes um and you know they keep the thing where you're like breaking specific parts of the monster off and getting items from that um mm. thing things like that so it's it's still monster hunter at its core um apparently there is another series of games that i don't know the name of and don't know how to pronounce um where they've made like two other monster hunter type games and then ea was like could you just do that like but for us and they're like yeah sure is it's not the um i know that like the code vein is hinted to be in the same setting as one of these types of games i couldn't tell you oh is it i have no idea yeah i'm not sure it's like a teaser at the end of like a secret ending of code vein that involves one of the iconic monsters from that other game i don't remember what series oh really yeah i i never heard about that you never told me this that's so funny it is um yeah so there's um it's it's a good time i'm having fun um i was gonna get it on pc but the pc version is apparently broke as hell uh it didn't run very well on my computer um and so I just refunded it and got it on Xbox or whatever. Uh, uh, but God now I'm playing eater. it with Chris, God so eater. that's fun. It's God Eater. That's the one. God Eater. That is not Code Vein. Uh, well. Is it be. that Code Vein has a God Eater reference at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I thought you were saying Code Vein had a monster hunter. God Eater is a monster hunter. 
Oh, it is? That, that's what my point was. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, well. Yeah, it is a different, yeah. it's made by, a, I think, the same team. Um, and I think it's a Monster Hunter type thing. And that's the only reason I know about it is because I played Code Vein. It was like, hey, what does this mean? And the internet was like, oh, that's a guy from God Eater. That's so funny. Yeah, I had no idea. I've I've never played a God Eater. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm having fun with that. There's fewer weapons uh, in Wild Hearts than there are across Monster Hunter. I think Monster Hunter is like 16 in an aver- in uh, Rise and World, and this has eight. Um, but a lot of the ones in Monster Hunter World and Rise are kind of similar. I feel like so it's not that big a loss. Um, sort of the, sort of the Bloodborne of Monster Hunter then. The Bloodborne of Monster Hunter. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to stand by this, I don't think. I, I don't think I would ever say that to somebody. <laughs> but I get where you're coming from. Not enough weapons. End no, there's plenty the of list. weapons in... <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, I've, I've completely fallen off the Dwarf Fortress train, but I am watching other people's posts and being like, wow, what a good game. Because it is. Um, I will probably end up playing that Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, this month, so next time I will probably talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's all I've been playing, really. I've, um, been watching a lot of TV so with 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 the mm. wife, so that's that's eaten up a lot more time than my gaming has uh, lately, which is unlike me, I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what have you have you played anything? I. Oh, I got really into Fire Emblem for a while. When uh, you say but... for a while, how long were you into Fire Emblem? A couple of days before I got COVID. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to line up this time in my brain. Because I remember you playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. It was, but I, I don't remember when that was. Before, during, and on my way home from our trip. Okay, well, how are you feeling about Fire Emblem? I liked it quite a bit. I didn't finish it. I will go back to it at some point. You're talking about Fire Emblem 1. No, I'm talking about Fire Emblem the Binding Blade. Okay. Which is the second GBA title, the first Fire Emblem to be released in America. Okay. It was released under the title Fire Emblem, uh, with no subtitle. It's pretty cool. I like moving little guys around. I like uh, Lucius. He's like a, a priest type guy who just blows through anything that he He's goes the guy. against. He's the, he's the guy. Yeah. I upgraded him into a bishop, and now he's got a hat. You know, I don't think of bishops as ruining dudes, but I guess that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, they're like... That class just has a lot of magical defense. And there is a magic triangle, just like with weapons. Yes. Where dark magic is good against... Elemental magic. Elemental magic is good against light. Light is good against dark. But it doesn't fucking matter. He'll still just instantly dissolve an element mage. He does whatever he uh, wants. He he's fast enough. He's attacking twice no matter what. Uh, it's 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 wild. Yeah. This twink cannot be stopped. Well, good for him. 
what else? I've been playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed Origins. That's uh, the Egypt one? It's the Egypt one. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's very different from what I remember Assassin's Creed being, but it's pretty yes, cool. Yes, this is kind of where they were like, well, we're just going to reinvent the series now. Yeah. Um, it seems neat. Uh, I'm kind of chafing at the RPG stuff because I want to just go around and get into stuff, but yeah, uh, then I get two shot by a random bandit. It's like, yeah. Oh. I guess I'll go do the main quest. I'll do something else first. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. We'll see. We'll see if I stick with okay. it. I'd like to play it. I want to... I like Assassin's Creed. Granted, the Assassin's Creed that I like might be dead. Oh, it's point. dead. <laughs> oh, it's dead. <laughs> I remember... <clears throat> I remember after 3 came out, and they closed off the Desmond story. Yeah. Where me and two friends were hanging out at a restaurant, eating lunch, just chatting about it. And I was explaining the ending of Assassin's Creed 3 to them. And they were like, wait, so what's going to happen now? And I was like, well, I guess we'll just play more video games. Yup. Yup. So, we'll see. I know that they retconned a bunch of stuff and change some stuff but yeah i have no i i have never looked into the assassin's creed lore uh i know only the surface level dumb stuff from assassin's creed lore such as all of the world leaders during world war ii were templars and they were all in on it okay yeah that sounds like assassin's creed um i have only played odyssey out of the new ones and i liked that a lot um but i i can't imagine playing another i was interested in playing it's Odyssey. so big yes the the issue i was having was i was like i i'm at the point early on where i've entered alexandria in egypt and i'm like okay how different is the greek is it Greek or Rome in Odyssey? It's Greek, right? It's Greece, yeah. How different is the Greece one going to be from this place? Because this is pretty Greek. So, who knows? I might. I've, I was kind of interested in Odyssey, but I might just like chew through that interest in the Egypt one. Because I have no know, idea. The Greeks were in Egypt for a while there, so. Uh, but, uh, well, Socrates is in Odyssey. Oh, I gotta do that. I gotta yeah, play so... Syndicate and hang out with Karl Marx. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. I, I mean, if I if I catch the bug from this one, not the coronavirus this time. But, no, you already caught the coronavirus. Um, I will attempt to start at the beginning, because I never played the first game. Assassin's Creed gave Nora the coronavirus? That's right. Uh, Minerva gave me... <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Juno. Juno, Juno. gave me coronavirus yeah. so in 2012. True. Rip. Rip, Nora. I have played some other stuff, just a little... I've, like, dabbled in some other stuff. Um, Aiden Chronicle Rising, which... That's something you just made up. 
No, it's the tie-in game to a Kickstarter spiritual successor to Suikoden. Okay. It's a side-scrolling action RPG about going through areas and fighting the boss at the end to gather, like, materials, like, crafting materials on your way through to then come back and, like, finish quests or, like, get yourself new gear to do better yah-yah-yahs. Um, it's pretty fun. Kind of basic. But I'm guessing that all of these characters will be in that other Suikoden spiritual successor because they're... A ton of NPCs that are all very interesting and unique, but uh, they're not, like, playable, and they don't seem to have a plot going on. So I assume they'll just be part of the 108 guys you can recruit (laughs) in that 100 heroes or whatever it's called. I feel like you should have to make a story for the guy if you're going to make this video game. Well, you're getting the story for three characters, um, Only and 105 there, to go. And there's a whole bunch of other guys around that look interesting, and I'm like, oh, I bet you would be recruitable in the, a bigger game. But this is a much smaller game. But there's like a an alligator man with like a cowboy hat. Uh, he's just a friend okay. of mine. I hang out with him sometimes. The he's homie. Not a, he's not part of my party, but you know, we're, we're buddies. Um, my Right now, I just have the main thief girl and a a mercenary kangaroo with a greatsword. Okay. Whose whose pouch is a bag of holding. Okay. So, he's he's pretty cool. And there's a third button that doesn't do anything in combat yet. So, I'm sure that I will get the other girl who's on the cover, who is uh, currently the acting mayor of the main village. Uh, Sure. Yeah. That that was cute. I was having a good time with that. I well, good. Remember anything else? Come, oh, did I talk about Wildermyth? I don't believe so. Wildermyth is a. Uh, uh, let's see. It is primarily a tactics, like sort of tactical combat game, but it. You, you start with three characters, and you can roll them up randomly or pick all the details. But it will progress through pre-written, uh, like a bunch of different pre-written story beats that get pulled out of a hat and then given to whatever guides you have. And then mm-hmm. you can make little choices here and there and like see different outcomes of those little story beats. Or you can turn them into, if you follow some of them, they become like quest chains. And so as you go through this bigger campaign, you'll be like, oh, like, my guy, uh, like, bathed in this magic pond. And so after each time skip between chapters, a new limb or body part has been replaced by, like, stars. And it gives him new abilities at the cost of, like, oh, now he can't use a weapon in that hand, but he can throw a magic bolt with it. Huh. Um... So I made some guys that were, like, uh, reminiscent of characters that I had lying around and been playing through it. And they, you know, some of them hooked up. Some of them raised children who became adventurers and joined the party after the time skips. Uh, It's really fun. That sounds cute. Yeah. And everything is, like, 2D 
um, sort of like Paper Mario type, like 2D stuff in a 3D plane. Okay, sure. Uh, it's quite fun and pretty cute. Well, good. I know there's something else that I'm going to kick myself for forgetting, but let's talk about Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia! Uh, the 18 or 18 1989 video <laughs> game uh, that was we played the SNES version which was published in uh, 1992 did we say yes 92 yeah. Um, yeah so we were playing that one um, I okay listen mm-hmm. I tried really hard to play this game you did I tried very hard and I kept googling how many levels are in Prince of Persia <laughs> And I was assured it was 12 levels. But then... And as soon as I got to level 13, I feel like I had been bamboozled. I picked the Super Nintendo version because it had the most levels. I hate you so much. I thought, oh, we'll get the fullest experience and we'll get to enjoy this, uh, you know, Super Nintendo uh, audio-visual experience. So, um, I will say the game is gorgeous. Beautiful oh, game. Yeah. The animations are incredible. Yeah. Um, obviously, because it's like uh, some of the, f- if not the first, then some of the first rotoscoping in video games, right? From what I, I understand. Mechner made a game before this that also did rotoscoping. Uh, Karatika. Perhaps this was just the more popular one then. Uh, possibly. I don't. Okay. I did not do very much historical research, but I did read the graphic novel. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so you picked this uh, because you said that you were never going to play it unless we did it for the podcast. That's correct. Um, I did not look anything up about it at all because I was like, surely it's like all of the Prince of Persia games that I know about already, uh, and that was not the case. It was not the case. I thought I was getting something more uh, platformy in the uh, Mario sense, not this. Not like, uh, oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> um, Another World is the, uh, also a Super Nintendo game that is very animation heavy. And it's kind of like a memory game. You got to figure out how like to move through spaces without dying. Uh, and I realized that uh, I started playing that because of this game, because that is also s- kind of the vibe of Prince of Persia Super Nintendo. 
presumably all the other ports as well. But um, it is very deliberate about this. You tap the button. You take like three steps forward. You hold down this button and yeah. tap the arrow. You'll do a step. You hold down this other button. You'll do a crouch and a little frog hop. And you just have to um, sort of use all these tools very deliberately and very precisely. And if you look up people doing speed runs, it looks cool as hell. But it's actually way harder than it looks. And this is about another world? No, this is Prince of Or are you talking about Prince of Persia? Okay. Prince of Persia. Sorry, I lost the chain. Um, Okay. So, um, yeah. I struggled a lot for the first few levels with Prince of Persia. Um, because it's very particular about the way you have to move. Um, which is not something I realized. Um, but the thing that really, at first, the thing that bugged me the most was getting the jump timing down, which Mm -hmm. is hard because you have to jump before you think you should be like jumping. Yeah. That's fine. I got used to it. Um, I was vibing for a while, um, before some of just the most dog shit levels in history. (laughs) Just... (laughs) It's a really mean game. Um, And, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't know how we got this far with video games if this is what we had to start with, man. (laughs) It's, uh, it's rough. I was, so, I beat 12 levels of The Prince of Persia. And then I got to level 13, and I tried playing it, and I kept getting softlocked. Um, by a guard who just kept moving too close for the ledge for me to ever make it up there, and there were no other forward paths. Hmm. Uh, so I could not make any more progress, and I said, fuck this, I'm done. Uh, because I was already very frustrated with the game, as it were. Um, the middle part of that game, I think, is really cool. Um, I went and looked up I went and looked up a full LP of, uh, I guess, I guess it's a, a long play of mm-hmm. Prince of Persia for the SNES. Um, I would never have finished this game. <laughs> There's no way without using like an explicit guide, like a very, very specific guide. It just, it, I, I don't know how you're supposed to figure some of this stuff out. And maybe that's just because I didn't play very many games of this era. Um, but a lot of it is like. I don't want to say it's just mean, but some of it's just mean. Like, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to figure out how I'm supposed to jump into, like, the abyss over here and trust that there's something there to, like, catch me, right? Or to um, do that, but also hold down the button to Also hold down the button to grab a ledge. There is a level, I think level 10 starts with you falling into lava, and if you're not holding the button when the level starts, you die. And it's just like, <laughs> alright, fuck me then, I guess. Like, I yeah, and I wouldn't have even gotten that far without save states. It's it just would oh, yeah. not be happening. Absolutely the, not. The issue I could already see myself having is like, this game has a two-hour time limit in it. That's I the can, other thing. I can use save states, but I'm not going to use save states at the start of a level to like get down my run. Oh, I um, did. Like I I understand that to like really book it and get your a good time. It was just like I I couldn't. Because I, I yeah. need to do a save state after I make this weird jump or whatever. Oh, well, I did that too. But that, like, you only have... So, once you know the first part, when you have done a good clear of it, you can just 
make another save state and then continue from there. It's not, you don't have to do just like one long run. No, I know. It was just like, there were like a bunch of runs of like, oh, well, I, I made it through this hard thing, but I did waste a bunch of time getting there, but I guess I'll just eat it. Um, Yeah. Um, the SNES version also allows you to, uh, save yourself after time is out. The timer is for, um, saving the princess, basically. You have to beat the game in under two hours. Um, which, you know. It has a password system that only works if you don't turn off the console. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god. So, like, if I booted up a fresh version, it wouldn't remember if I used the same code? What? It only that doesn't make any sense. It. I know. Okay, sure. I I mean, I'll take your word for it, but yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah, I mean, that is that is everything I read indicated that was the case, and I thought that was wild. <laughs> yeah, um, that's I I did not think that's what was going on there. That's bonkers. Okay, that could yeah, also so... be an effect of the emulation as well. I admit. But, oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll let somebody else figure that out, because I'm not going to solve it here right now. Um, so, there's also just a lot of... So, when you fall down one level, like one mm-hmm. one sprite length, basically, you take, like, one hit of damage. If you fall any farther than that, you die. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> and there is no in-between on that. And there's no role. There's no, like, secret button. There's no role. It's really hard to actually figure out how to, like, crouch and move, too. It's it's weirdly difficult. Or I thought it was weirdly difficult. That, um, that was the reason that before you started, I sent you a link to the PDF of the original manual. I even read it, and I still couldn't get it down really well. It's just bizarre. Some of it's weird. Like, uh, there was one of the early levels where you start... Actually, I think it might have been the first level. Where you start and you drop down, and normally it's fine. Uh, if you, you, yeah, there's the first one you drop down, and the second one is like too far to not take damage unless you turn around, lower yourself onto the ledge, and then drop. But on that first drop, which is normally safe, if you try to save time by jumping first, then um, you lift up high enough that the fall becomes damaging. Yes, becomes damaging. Yeah. Just a lot of weird little things like that, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. But, like, over the course of a game where I'm on a timer uh, and the combat sucks, <laughs> it's uh, frustrating. Yeah. Um, I and I wouldn't even say... Go ahead. I, like, basically solved the combat, but it didn't make it yes. fun. No. No, I I wouldn't even say that the combat is like bad. It's just boring. That's all. Yeah. There's the the thing you should not be able to do legally speaking is you should not be able to put into your guide the combat takes forever, so don't get caught up in it. Uh, because <laughs> you're on a timer, like bro. <laughs> then you should have made it better. I don't know what to tell you. I d- I could never get past a guy without fighting them. Uh, except one time by sheer accident, I jumped at just the right frame or whatever to like jump past a guy instead of getting cut down. Because if you get attacked yes. when your sword's not out, you instantly die. 
Yes, this was the other part of why I got soft locked in that spot. Because I would try to climb up there and he would kill me before I had the chance to get up and start the sword draw animation. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, this game is inspired by sort of the vibe of Arabian Nights, but not any specific story. So this sure. graphic novel that I read is uh, Jordan Mechner, the lead like creator of Prince of Persia, finding somebody and like finding like this publishing company and uh i guess a an artist it might have been uh written by someone else as well but he like found people to be like hey can you help me like make a thing that would fit into arabian nights uh just like vibes wise so that graphic novel is not any of the stories that happened in the Prince of Persia video games, it is an attempt to create a theoretical inspiration point that all the other Prince of Persia games could be spun off from. It's it's kind of interesting. Huh. I had a better time with it than the video game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it looks great. It sounds great. It. I just did not have a very good time actually playing it for a while it was vibing with me and it was it was hitting and i was going through levels really easily and then i found one where i just couldn't find a new place to get to and i just couldn't progress because i couldn't figure out where where to even start poking around yeah it's it's sometimes hard to figure that stuff out not only is it like oh i don't know where to go but like any amount of uh transportation within the level is super dangerous and you could just mess up and die that yeah and so it was just kind of kind of frustrating i felt like i couldn't get anywhere or do anything yeah the um the uh like navigation in this game is awkward in that way where it's like well i made that jump once I don't know if I'm making that jump twice. <laughs> like, And, you know, part of that is just repetition and skill and learning how to play. I feel like I had a pretty good handle on uh, moving and jumping around and stuff. It's just that, like, the game also wants you to have a uh, really, really good memory of what's on what map, where you need to go, and what's going on. And that's just not something I have the time or effort for in the year of our Lord 2023. Just, just not. Um. Yeah. I'm worried I'm too mean to old games on this show, and I don't think that's true, but also, uh, it, it this and also Marathon is also making me feel like I sound like a jerk, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't listen, know what to tell you. Those games, so, Marathon is fucking impossible. <laughs> sometimes a game just is, not just because it's, like, old, but it's specifically, like, earlier in the evolution of game design in such a way that, like, weird things you wouldn't even expect would be an issue. Like, with Marathon, the, like, oxygen mechanic. Yes. Like, the idea of, like, needing to do air tanks and stuff in a game, totally normal. The way that it actually works in Marathon is such a weird version of it because it's from, like, the before times. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Makes it a little bit harder to, like, move past in that way. Um... I we will play more old games in the future, and I maybe we will play some games that one of us has already played and has like vetted in some way. 
Yeah, uh, we should. Uh, I'm gonna check these next time <laughs> to make sure I would have a good time. Because uh, this was do- not it. Next month we're playing Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, next month we're playing Return of the Oberdin. That's correct. Return to the Oberdin. I actually don't know which one it is. Return. I think it's of. Yeah, Return of the Oberdin. Because that's the boat. Yeah. Yeah, I know things. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you were going back to the Oberdin. I think the boat is returning. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Do we have much more to say about I, Prince of Persia? I don't, I don't think I have that much more to say about Prince of Persia. I regret I, that I didn't like it, as, you know, very much. Um, I liked Sands of Time a lot the first time I played it, although I had some complaints. I really liked the 2008 Prince of Persia. Uh, I... Yeah, in 2008, I liked that game. I don't know if I do now, but at the time, I did. Yeah. Um, but it never led me to think about the old games. Yeah. The, one of the reasons that I was wanting to play this is because I, I recently was like, man, Assassin's Creed, that used to be Prince of Persia. <laughs> I Which is yeah, not I true. No, it's just not true. It's not true, but... <sighs> Alas. Anyway. Um, I will say this is like clearly a super important game uh, oh, yeah. historically. Like it, it, it's very clear why that is here. Like I, I don't want to just be negative about it. Obviously very important. Um, and it's in ways very cool. Uh, but no, thank you. I mean, important and uh, still actively fun. Yeah. And still are fun are always. different things. Yeah. <laughs> this is very true. You know. Uh, see me playing Halo 2, for example. Okay, now you can shut the fuck up. You can shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, this is the reason that, uh, I will not bring, like, Mario 64 onto this podcast, because I know I'm not gonna have a good time, even though I know it's very important. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Uh, Mario 64 fucking bangs, though. Well, you know. Yeah. That's okay. We, you don't you don't have to like it. It's okay. Okay. I played it as a kid a little bit. But um, Have you wait, have you when was the last time you played it? Oh, when did McDonald's stop having N64s? Oh my god, Nora. <laughs> you have not played Mario 64. I played it as a kid. Correct <laughs> me. Okay, that's fine. I listen. I'm not gonna make you do anything. I don't care. Uh, I'm gonna make you do something. Uh, what's that? Which is give me some plugs because we didn't. I didn't call for questions. Yeah, no emails this month. Uh, one, I don't know how much there is to say about it, but two, it's been a weird month and also coronavirus. So you know, coronavirus. Um, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, idmail.com. Secondbestgame.club is this podcast. I don't need to plug it here. You're already listening to it. Uh, and that's pretty much it. You can find me on Idle on Playtest, uh, which is an actual play podcast on the Audio Entropy Network. Uh, it, we're playtesting a game my friend uh, Luke and I wrote together. 
uh, and it's cool in my opinion. Yeah, it is. Yeah, quite cool. Um, no like that song says, "What's cooler than being cool?" Idol on playtest. They don't say. All right, that. all right, all right. That's all right, not all true. Right, all right, all right, all right. That's all right, that's. All right. An, I'm not letting you do this. No. Wow. Andre three thousand did not say idol on playtest. <laughs> you can find. <clears throat> <you, ugh. laughs> <sighs> you can find me on Twitter for now at neither Nora. You can find me on co-host at Ashworm Ash with an E Worm with a Y. Uh, find me on other podcasts Pardon My Franchise where Autumn and I watch movie franchises that are weird and long we're doing Highlander right now we're a week behind because of the coronavirus I heard Highlander 3 was really bad Highlander 3 is one of the most most dire movie watching experiences of my life have you ever watched a movie where like it's happening in front of you. You are not hooked to it at all, and you are just like completely restless. Like you need to just leave. You just need to walk away. That is how don't... I felt when we were watching the bad Terminator. Salvation. Yeah, that's how yeah. I felt when we were watching Terminator Salvation. Yeah, there's just like a like an energy in my limbs of like I am just like flexing my fingers and toes just i want to not be doing this i want to leave i want to not be this <laughs> i want to do anything else highlander 3 fucking sucks highlander 2 great fucking movie best one yeah. so far i've heard you say it's some great film it's a great film five star sequel to a four star classic what can you say what can you say uh this is not a highlander podcast although it could be no no nah, it's not it won't be there, I mean, there's like an Atari game. Yeah, but it won't be. <laughs> uh, we will be back next month with Return of the Oprah Din. Uh, As previously mentioned, you should send us emails about it to journalupdated at gmail.com. Was that journalupdated at gmail.com? Yes, it was. Wow. I'm going to send an email right now to journalupdated at gmail.com. Uh, you shouldn't, because you're on the podcast. That wouldn't be a Shit. very, like, yeah, we're just going to talk about it, man. You don't have to do all that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think this has been the pod. This has been the pod. Sorry for the short one, everybody. Uh, just kind of a misfire this month. That's okay. I'm glad that we got COVID on this this episode though this was the right one to get covid for yes if if any episode was the covid episode unless you and m would have just done pentiment without me i guess maybe that would have been smoother for the podcast but i don't eh, think you know this is your pot whatever (laughs) i'm not doing this with you i'm being nice to nora uh bye bye i'm the podcast hero what the hell i'm the podcast hero (laughs)